Welcome back to Fold in the Cheese. It's your boy Kate Troll on the mic this morning. And it is Tuesday. We're recapping week three in the NFL today. And I am joined as always by the Peter Brenner to my Aldous Snow. Excuse me, missus. I've lost a shoe. Like this one. It's like this one's fellow. The, sort of the exact opposite, in fact, of that. Uh-huh. Not an evil version, but just, you know. Ethan Gale fan. We're talking Sarah, forgetting Sarah Marshall here. What's up? E? I, feel like you, I feel like you almost threw a T on the end of Aldous. Like Aldous, Aldous Snow. That is me. Aldous, Aldous T. Snow. That's his name. <laughs> that, that was it. It was his middle yeah. initial. Theodore. Uh, Aldous Theodore Snow. Aldous Theodore. But oh my God, why am I wearing this effing shirt? Oh, why am I wearing <laughs> this? It's such an underrated movie. Uh, I feel like that was the height of, why am I blanking on his real name? Jason Siegel. Jason Siegel. Was that pre or during like How I Met Your Mother? I think it was pre How I Met Your Mother. Was it pre? Wow. Okay. Maybe the same uh, time frame. Yeah. Because obviously, so he got his big start in uh, Freaks and Geeks. Did you watch that show? Never watched Freaks and Geeks. So After granted, it was loaded. Yeah. Star-loaded cast, right? Granted, it was only Franco and Seth long. Rogen, those guys. Yeah. Seth Rogen, Jason Siegel, James Franco, Linda Cardellini. Uh, Jonah Hill, I think, was in it for some. Maybe. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, I got started there. It was actually, you should check it out. It's a cult classic show. It's Judd Apatow. He made it. He created it. He wrote for it, produced it, all that good stuff. Yep. Um, but Jason Seals is kind of one of those classic, fun characters. Like, he's spectacular in How I Met Your Mother. And yeah. the fact that he can carry a movie himself, great. It was great. This is great. Yeah, he, he's fantastic. Um, he was... Uh... You got a hint of dong, as one of my good friends uh, and the Fanacek podcast podcast would tell you. A hint of dong in that movie, which I think um, it was more than a hint. There was two. Hint. There were two times you saw full frontal dong, like full not dong. once, not like just for shock value. Then they threw it in a second time. It's like okay, yep, there we go. Hold on, I loved him in I Love You Man as well with Paul Rudd. Yep, um, Paul Rudd also forgetting Sarah Marshall. Uh, I did check this movie is two thousand eight, which I think is right right around when How I Met Your Mother was yeah pretty hot. Yes. Um, so kind of simultaneously, but uh, yeah, he was fantastic as Marshall Erickson in Brady in uh, How Much Mother. But yes, so he's had a nice career. I can't eat a bowl of cereal without thinking of that scene, though. The very beginning. When well, like for, his dong. well, for two reasons. One, yes, you see his dong. But two, doesn't he have like a massive like baking bowl just full yes. of cereal? Yes. <laughs> and then maybe this just shows that I'm getting older. So we, I don't know about you. We're a big cereal eating family. And so um, we actually have those Tupperware where you empty the whole box of cereal into it. And he goes, I have the freshest cereal. She got this for me because I love cereal. And now I have the <laughs> freshest cereal. And every time I'm like, I have the freshest cereal. Look at me and my <laughs> fresh cereal. The cereal is so fresh. So I'm not rolling up the bag and shoving it back in the box. No, just got our nice Tupperware. Oh, yeah, we're going to get those. We're currently getting our pantry redone. So uh, if you hear any jackhammering or anything crazy... <laughs> In the background here. What are they digging for oil in your pantry? Creating <laughs> a new house for well. a pantry. <laughs> it's an oil okay. rig. Yeah, we might we're gonna we might as well check and see if there's any oil under there, just in case. South we'll never Tennessee. Know. Is Tennessee known for a hot bed of oil? Nope. Uh, a lot of limestone. <laughs> you can't even get a basement here. <laughs> we have a lot of clay in our soil. Does that count as something? Can I mine that? That was how Georgia was. Yeah. Ooh. Yep, okay. Georgia was that way. Um, I had a funny, funny email come my way from my wife actually this morning, and I just had to share. So we created a YouTube video for her business that's all about financial literacy for women business owners. 
and they wanted she wanted to do a piece on um, hiring and retention of employees and culture and that sort of thing, which is more of my forte from my my previous background in yes. staffing and recruitment. And so we put this video out there. It's on her YouTube channel. Of course, her audience sees it and all that, but they don't really know who I am. Well, <laughs> Someone randomly happy. commented on the video. Holy smokes, I was Kemper's neighbor in Greenville, Illinois. <laughs> I thought I thought you would get a kick out of it, both because <laughs> that's how people from Greenville, Illinois talk. <laughs> also, we've talked about how funny it was being like a quarterback in a very small town and celebrity. It's like a it's it's a don't get pulled over by the cops, get free stuff when you go out to eat kind of kind of vibe. And uh, doubt it. that's exactly what I'm talking about. Whoever that Holy was smokes. had some great neighbors, loved them all. Appreciate you for the shout out. I'm sure that person who was your neighbor still has a shrine of you in like their basement <laughs> or something. It's like, oh, Kemper, he was our quarterback. Uh, I wasn't even that good. That's what's funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I'm like state champion, you know, all state quarterback, like just like an average. You know, we went to the playoffs, we won a bunch of games. So, like, I think that was at the time that was a big deal because we weren't historically a great football school. So, that was good, but it's kind know. of funny. Like it is just, funny. It's a stark contrast to me growing up in a, in our high school system because our football team was garbage all the time. Like we didn't even have our own football stadium, you know, so Brookline, we're just outside of Boston. So even the suburb of Brookline is pretty urban. Um, so we didn't have space for it. We didn't. So we had to go to the local college, you know, Northeastern university. Yeah. yeah. So we would actually play our home football games there and get like 10 people. And we were garbage. So, like if you were a football player, it's like, okay, great. Okay. <laughs> like, honestly, are you a coxswain? Not the coxswain or the coxman, the coxswain. We got there. We eventually got there. Well, we got there after the podcast, but we got we there. We did, but we knew we were wrong. So we first we, we, were we eliminated coxix tailbone, and we knew coxman was not right. <laughs> but yeah. That was Vince Vaughn in uh, Wedding Crashers. I'm a coxman. What? I can't help it. I'm a coxman. <laughs> a coxman. Yeah, that's fair. Very different. Yes. Um, but anyway, I thought that was funny. I thought you'd get a kick out of it. Hey, I want to give a big shout out to one of our newest listeners, Jack Tomey. I'm going to call Ooh. you Tomey. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce your last name, but it's spelled like Jim Tomey, the great Cleveland Indians. Slugger. Look at there. Jack, what's happening, Jack? Welcome to the doing? pod. Hey, Happy to have you, bro. Thanks for listening, Jack. This one goes out to you today. Oh, He's up in Needham, Mass. You know that area, right? My dentist was in Needham. <laughs> Maybe it's Jack's dad. Are you? Is your dad a dentist? Jack, we need to know. Send us an email. Call in. Let us know if your dad's a dentist. Is his last name Hertzberg? No. So <laughs> Maybe <probably> not. not. <laughs> Uncle, Hertz, <laughs> Uncle Hertzy? Uncle Hertz. Just saying. Needham, Weird. great yeah. town. Great town. Shoot us an email. Kemper at foldingthecheese.com. Hit me up. Let's do it. All right, let's get into the week three recap of the NFL here. What do you say? I think we shall. Some wild games. I mean, I feel like we're saying this every week, but I just feel like there are so many upsets and just weird storylines going on. Like, it's kind of bizarre. Uh, it's only three weeks in, but it feels like it's been half a season already. Am I wrong? I, no, this- I, I agree. I feel like it, the reason it feels so weird is because we didn't know anything. We thought we knew, and we were wrong on a lot of stuff. And I yeah. mean, we as the collective... NFL audience, the, uh, the fantasy industry, not certainly not this podcast. We knew we knew a lot, Duh. but uh, yeah, I feel like we just we we didn't know as much as we thought we did, and so there've been some real surprises. Um, I will continue to talk about James Robinson probably all season long. <laughs> like, <laughs> what is happening with this dude? 
Um, but in that vein, the Jaguars, like all of a sudden they're, they're pretty darn good. They're and solid. some other teams that you were hoping would take the next step have gone backward. And right. you know, you got people like the dolphins are just crushing. So it's been a, it's been a really interesting year. Hard to pin down. It's hard to bet on. It's hard to do daily fantasy. I mean, my fantasy teams, some of them are struggling too. Like, I don't know. It's been pretty wild, but we're all we're going to do is we're going to stay the course. We're going to adapt when necessary. We're going to hit those waiver wires. Is what you yeah. do in mid season. You, you run the hot hand, stick to your guns on some of your guys, but know when to bail on others. That's what you got to do. I'm very close to bailing on one who we will talk about later. I'm okay. very close. <laughs> I'm very nice discussion close. about it. Uh, yeah. Let's hit the injury roundup before we go to the game recaps Ooh. here. We had some running back issues for sure. Um, first off, Josh Allen hit his hand or something on a helmet. He's going to be fine. I think he's going to be fine. Let's not let's not worry about that. That's yeah. probably the biggest news in general because of what happened to Dak. Everyone's kind of like, they're going to be out. I don't know. Right. We think he's going to be okay. X-rays are fine. Says he'll be able to play. Uh, I think we'll be okay. But 3D running backs got injured. <laughs> well, yeah, David Montgomery, DeAndre Swift, Dalvin Cook. All right. Uh, Montgomery, they say day to day, he he got rolled up on knee and ankle. That's, That's one of those good. things where, like, if you miss, I, he's going to try his hardest to get back in that game. If he misses a game, Khalil Herbert looked awesome. I was going to say, if he misses awesome. a game, his job is gone. And his job might be gone. Job so. security in the NFL is very fickle. And so, especially when you're a running back, if you have any knee or ankle issues, I mean, one of the the fact that those linger, those are never going to be truly gone until the season's over. So the fact that like if you're dealing with that and you have a healthy Khalil Herbert, come on. Especially the coaching happen? staff, man, they don't care about who you were the last three, four years. And I think they I mean, I, I think it's kind of an embarrassment of riches. They got two really good running backs. I think Montgomery is a really good running back too. Uh given the Where? fact that given the fact that they are a terrible offense, yeah. The fact that he's productive at all is is impressive, right? Whatever happened to Tarek Cohen? Is he still on the team? Tariq, drop? I think he's been um I think he's like season-ending injury every year and like every June. year. It's like June, and it's just like, hey, he's gone. He's not. I just love. That. He was like the uh, the viral star. Wasn't he doing like flips and catching the ball and stuff like that? Because he was always so tiny. It was just kind of fun to watch him. He was also like a. He was one of those zero RB, like uh, PPR monsters. You know, yes. it was like Theo Riddick and Tariq Cohen would get Ugh. you by, Ugh. with six catches for sixty yards every week. You could put him in the flex, no problem. And James White. Those are just the all-stars. <laughs> of course. Um, so Montgomery's day-to-day. Keep an eye on that. Uh, if Khalil Herbert is available in your league, you've got to go after him because he looked amazing. He looked amazing. He should be anyway. available anyway. He probably isn't. He is not in my leagues. No. Uh, Dalvin Cook, shoulder injury. He dislocated his shoulder. This is this is like what happens with him. Apparently, it's been happening since high school, so this is nothing new. This is an injury <laughs> he's very comfortable with, and he's played through it. And last year, like- if you remember... I do remember. You remember the device, the of thing course. they put on him. I knew everything Dalvin Cook last year. So yes, when he had that brace, he had his best game of the year. So and they're like, dude, you're healthy. I'm still wearing it. It's fine. One of the best games ever. Yeah, I mean, just an incredible, incredible game. So yeah. I'm not overly worried about that. Other than their offense doesn't look as fluid as it should. Right. You know, they, they look, they look kind of messed up, and I don't know well, if they're just not figuring out the new system or what. I was going to say, after week one, they've just kind of took a dive. Week one, they're like, oh, my God, this is the Vikings team we've been waiting for. Those ones we're talking about. They obviously take a huge step back against the Eagles and then shoot against the Lions. They struggled. Shouldn't have won that game. They did. We'll get into that. But, whew, yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Um, same idea, though. Like, if Madison – Alexander Madison was getting drafted in every single league I yeah. was in. And so everyone knows. I, I doubt he's available, but I would pick him up if he is. Uh, and DeAndre Swift, this is actually the bigger news probably because – 
there's a lot of talk now about sitting him through their week six bye, and that's that's actually it's like a three week absence. I mean, that's a much bigger deal. Um, probably the best thing for him longer term, so he doesn't have to battle through it. But I guess what do you what are you hearing up there? Oh, you know, I've got my head to the ground here, listening for. Uh, I'm sure everyone's talking about it. I mean, it is. I think on the radio, it's tough because with the Lions, they're like, well, look you know the the consolation prizes they're looking good and they're in games they should have won these they're exciting to watch they're the second ranked highest scoring offense in the league which is wild um so it's kind of like you're looking for these consolation prizes and i know i can't think of the word what the heck is the word where it's like um you know it's like you didn't win but you can take away a win because we did this what word is that i'm blanking you know what we're talking about no you have no idea you thesaurus come on Anyway, I'm I already on. told you this morning, I have no brain. So. <laughs> so anyway, I think it's weird because people have these tempered expectations with the Lions because they're those who just say, oh, it's the same old Lions. They're silver lining? Is that what you're going for? You said what? What are you going for? The silver lining? Yeah, but that's it's like one word. Oh. It's like, uh, you didn't win, but we got this little win instead. That counts as something, right? So anyway, they're being competitive. They're in game. So there's the, the crowd that you want to say, well, you want to take it to the next level at this point, show us you can take the next level, finish games. So that's why they would, they would want DeAndre Swift to play because then you don't want to just have him sit, lose the next two or three games because he's not playing. Now you have a very confident backup in Jamal Williams. So I don't know. It's tough. I that's mean, the question, right? Is it like, is, is DeAndre Swift sitting dooming them to lose? Like, is that, is it as simple as that? Cause I'm not so make, sure of that. I don't, it's not that it's dooming them to lose, but it's definitely going to make it harder. And you're like, shoot, we can't even win with him right now. Like, what's it going to be like without him? It's going to be even harder. So, well, I don't if know. It, if I, it makes them feel any better. They get the Seahawks next. <laughs> so you may not need that. Watch no. out. So here's the last thing I'll just say on that is uh, obviously in the long term, you want to get him healthy because it's, the lines aren't there yet. Anyway, obviously they're getting there and you're kind of going all in on offense this season. Um, but if you want to think about long-term and the, the true health of the team, yes, you, you probably should sit them for a couple of weeks until they're by. But I see, I think personally, I just think that um, Jamal Williams is totally competent, would be a great, a great back on his own. And then of course they've got Craig Reynolds, who is like locker room favorite, you know, um, he, he flashed last year. He did just fine. True. So again, you're not going to, you're not going to like completely replicate Deandre Swift, but it's not like you've got absolute no names back no, there. No. So you're in the camp of resting him until week six. I I don't know. I don't have I don't have a any skin in the game here, any dog in the fight. It doesn't really matter to me. But um yeah, I probably would. I'd probably get him healthy. Because when he's healthy, he is he's a total stud and he does he does mean a lot to the team. And again, I, I think you can replicate his like I don't worry about like David Montgomery. I mean, not only would I would not sit if I was David, but I as a coaches, <laughs> I'd be like your call, man. Your call. Yeah, like we're totally fine with you not playing. It's yeah, just losing this job, though. You know, like there's no chance. And sure. uh, again, I think I think they like what they get running hard between the tackles out of Craig Reynolds, and of course Jamal is kind of known to be a pass catching bat, but he's mm-hmm. a good runner as well, good at the goal line. I think they would not lose a ton losing DeAndre. Okay. Okay. My uh, moving on to another running back. Once again, Joe Mixon has a sore ankle. Uh, you know, we think he should be fine, but you know, as I've been telling everyone, it's Joe Mixon, man. So I love how the same week Mixon and and Cook get hurt. 
And it's week three. It's not even like week 14. It's like this early in the season. This is what I'm saying, man. This is why I was just staying away from them with a 10-foot pole. Granted, I can't really talk because my team isn't struggling a little bit, but that's all right. I'm just glad it's not because of them. <laughs> I'm just glad. So Samasha P. Ryan is, I think everyone knew, would be the, the beneficiary if something happened to um, Mixon. If you want to stash him, fine. I think Mixon's going to play through it yeah. um, and should be okay. He's not... He had a couple of years there where he missed a ton of games, but like he's not always like a Dalvin type where he misses no, games every single year. There's just like a couple bad bad breaks for him, but normally he's fairly durable. Um, I think he'll be fine. But if you want to stash, uh, if you have Mixon, I would stash P Ryan. If you don't have Mixon, I'm not going to the waiver wire and being like, "Give me P Ryan because he's going to be a stud." No, probably it's not, not like an Alexander Madison kind of deal, so I wouldn't. Yeah, either. yeah. Um, however, in New England, Mac Jones, Mac Jones. You got a sore ankle. Is, uh, did is you see high ankle sprain? <laughs> did you see how he went down? You would have thought like his ankle just completely snapped off. I'm like, sure it was the most awkward white boy fall imaginable. <laughs> like he was on the ground, <sighs> but then like he grabs it, but then he hops up immediately. It's like, dude, if it's like that bad, why are you trying to then like get off the field? I don't know. You just threw a pick. It's not like you can hurry up and get someone else back in there. I don't know. Uh, and then of course the worst, they someone took a screenshot of him. Uh, being carted or not carted, but carried like to the locker room. He's being like supported by two guys. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, so it's a high ankle sprain. Trying to catch some popcorn from a fan who's throwing it down from the stands. Uh, I hear junior mints are very refreshing, but anyway, um, so he's probably out four to six weeks, high ankle sprain. As we talked about the Patriots, this, this is their very mediocre, not looking great year. He hasn't been looking that sharp in the beginning of the season. It's mainly the offense, although Devontae Parker finally showed up. But uh, so we're going to get Brian Hoyer, Bailey Zapp, man. I want I want Bailey Zapp so much, but it's going to be Hoyer, I'm sure. I don't know why you wouldn't just see what you got with Zapp, you know? Right? You know what you're getting with Hoyer. But. Yeah. And he'll be rock solid, but he's also like, how old is that guy at this point? He's mid-30s. <laughs> yeah, I mean, good grief. Like, you know he'll be fine for you in the future if you want to keep him. What you don't know is if Bailey Zapp could be a, a backup for you. Now, if they're worried that he flashes and all of a sudden he's going to get some quarterback deal, controversy. No, he's not going to be a quarterback controversy. I'm just worried like if he flashes, like all of a sudden he's going to get a deal. He's going to like some other team's going to take him away. Like I don't know, maybe they're worried about that, but hmm. he's young. He's he's got a few years on his contract. Yeah. Well, let's uh let's stay tuned to another AFC East quarterback. One Tua. Yeah. Yeah, this was this was weird. Like the NFL's looking into the concussion protocols to make sure they followed him. They thought it was a head injury. The Dolphins and two are saying it was a back injury. Um, his back and his, I think his ankle a little bit too. So he's got a couple of different things that are hurting him. He said he felt like he hyperextended his back. I don't know how you feel like something's hyperextended. Yeah, yep, there it is. That's oh yeah, it. that's a hyperextension in my back. I but I'll be okay. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I hope he'll be fine. Obviously, he's been he's been on a tear this year, and he even played well against the Bills. So. Day to day, I guess. Keep an eye on it. Yeah, new update on our end. Uh, they, they they feel like he's going to be able to play, but I don't know. Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry both left the uh, Saints game. Um, Thomas with the toe, Landry the foot. Doesn't appear that serious. I think they'll be back. But Chris Olave looked really good in their mm-hmm. absence, so uh, I wouldn't worry about him certainly. Um, and then DJ Moore, big news out of Carolina. DJ Moore is not, not injured. <laughs> Where is he? <laughs> where, where, is, where is the Panther team? They're not good. <laughs> They're not good. Like two catches for five yards, like every game. And I'm just like, it's kind of like Alvin Kamara is the same way. And, and I'm just like, what? 
how does everyone else in America know what you should be doing and you don't? <laughs> and like, you can't come at me, Arthur Smith, about like, well, we know the team better. And be like, you're losing. You're losing anyway. So uh, they did just win. They did just win. But, bro, come on. Come on, bro. Come bro. on. They're one and all two. Right. And the Saints are one and two. Get True. it together. Should we uh, do a quick little recap of all the fantasy implications from all the games this past week, my friend? What do you think? Well, let us do it. Started off with Thursday Night Football. Barn burner as expected. <laughs> I mean, it was. I mean, Jacoby Brissett is proving that he is the most confident backup quarterback ever and that he can lead an offense. He can get you some wins. Uh, you know, he's not lighting it up, but he had 21 to 31, 220 yards, two touchdowns. Good for him. But, you know, it's obviously paced by Nick Chubb. Uh, he had 113 yards and a touchdown, which is huge. You know, that's probably the best safety valve for any backup quarterback you can have is a stud like him in the backfield. So, yeah, that helps a lot. Steelers just look terrible. Trubisky was bad. Uh, Najee's finally starting to show a little bit, you know, 56 yards. Not great, but he's on the touchdown. Um, but your boy Deontay, man, he's going to be doing Deontay Johnson things. Just he, Mr. He's going to get it. He's going to get it no matter what. But it's just, it's, it's capped at this point. That's the problem is yeah. he's not going to catch. He's not catching touchdowns because Trubisky literally can't throw one. And he's getting like six for 70 every game. So he's like totally fine. But like he had, a lot of touchdowns with Ben, you know, it was like, it was a good red zone threat, uh, threat for him as well. So yeah. that's kind of frustrating. I'm worried about Najee a little bit. Like they just, if your team can't get going, your running game can't get going. So that's, that's a little frustrating. They're not dumping off as much to him either. Yeah. Um, Only had three targets, three for five in the backfield. So Amari Cooper's back though. I think, I mean, it's two good weeks in a row where he's looked really good and been the number one. And he's probably not going to be a top 10 guy. Like he has been in some years past, but like, Wide receiver two, wide receiver three, or flex? Absolutely. I think he'll be fine. There was a lot so, of concern that, that Brissett literally couldn't throw the ball, and it's like, no, he's he's going to be fine. Right. So interesting that we're probably going to spend at least a minute talking about this. But David Njoku, what are your thoughts of him being a viable tight end option? I think anybody's a viable tight end option. Exactly. <laughs> tight ends, all right? Um, preseason, there was a lot of hype about Brissett loves targeting the tight end. And so Njoku's stock went really up during the pre-draft process. Um, the first two weeks were kind of duds. Uh, second week, better than the first. And so after this big week, you're going to be like, okay, he's back. Like, he was never there in the first place. So I just I don't know. I think he would be a fine tight end option, but he's the same same level of streamer as, I'm not going to say Cole Komet, but like Friar, even like Friarmouth, maybe Mike Gesicki. There's a bunch of guys in there that like, they have the capability and you've seen it before, but they're going to be inconsistent. Yeah, I just feel like Njoku is always that name. It's like, yes, this is the year he's finally going to do it. And so last year, he'd be terrible for the first nine weeks. The 10th week, he had 10 catches, like 150 yards, two touchdowns. Everyone's picking him up. Yep, he's here. He's finally here. Doesn't do anything the rest of the season. So it's just this. Is this that game? Nine for 89 and a touchdown? I think so. One flash. I think this will be one flash. He may have a few others, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's, I'm done doing exactly what you just said, which is like, everybody pile on. He's back. He's here. Finally, he's arrived. Like if he hadn't arrived yet, you're not coming. He'll have, he'll have more games like this. Probably he'll probably have a couple more of these throughout the season. You just won't know when they're going to be. And he may have one next week. And then you're going to be like, all right, there's two in a row. Now he's really here. And then he'll go to sleep on you for three, three weeks. I'm just, yeah, I'm with you. I'm telling you it'll happen. But the problem is like, why not take it? Why not take a flyer? Because that's what you're getting out of every other tight end anyway. True. Okay. So difference. All right. Um, how about one of the bigger upsets of the week? Colts over the Chiefs. Who saw this coming? 
Man, this is wild. I was at the Titans game. I got a late invite to the Titans game. No big deal. That's why I'm rocking the jersey. But um, we were watching, you know, the scores in the corner of the stadium kind of thing. And I was just like, the Colts are beating the – like, the Colts are going to win this game. Like, they, they, they scored in the fourth quarter, like, to take the lead. It was like, oh, my gosh, the Colts, who are one oh and one and one you know, <laughs> are going to beat the Chiefs. Like, this Colts team looked absolutely hapless at one point. So – I don't know, man. I didn't. I didn't watch the game. Obviously, I was at the Titans game. Um, I don't know if you caught what happened there. It looked like kind of a defensive game most of the game. It was. It was kind of more that the Chiefs were kind of out of sync, and this was kind of what people were worried about in the offseason about the Chiefs and not having the Tyree Kill and not having that same explosiveness, not having that true number one guy. Obviously, again, Kelsey's kind of the outlier. We're not going to necessarily focus on that, but I think this was the Chiefs team that they were worried about, and it kind of showed. You know, obviously you had no running game. This is what obviously was a big concern of theirs coming into the season. Was CEH the guy? Was it Pacheco? You know, whatever it may be. And then the receiving core. You know, so Juju Smith had eight targets. He caught five of them for 90, so that's decent. But then after that, Kelsey caught four for 58. Then Valdez, Scantling, you know, it's just kind of dripping down. So it's tough when you don't have that go-to guy. Then you look at the Colts. Jonathan Taylor didn't have a great game. He had 21 carries for 71 yards, which is – for him, pretty pedestrian, but Michael Pittman showed out eight for 72. You know, they were able to spread it out. Um, I don't know. It's just more of a consistent game from the Colts. Matt Ryan kind of steady, but you know, Mahomes was 20 of 35. That's pretty uncharacteristic of him uh, and a touchdown and interception. So this was the chiefs offense that people were worried about. Now at the same point, it's the same, same thing as the Packers losing week one. Relax. Does it mean the chiefs are <laughs> done and that? No, uh, it, but it's just something that, was was being talked about and it kind of showed out here yeah this is what we talked about this a couple episodes ago about like the buccaneers when brady first went down there this is what the chiefs are dealing with right now i think which is they're they're still trying to gel together and figure out their rhythm figure out who's who in the offense um get the right place going i still i still maintain that i think juju is the guy you want in that receiving yeah. room and i think he's this is the second of three weeks he's gotten like eight ish targets so i think he's going to be the guy you want long term um they'll figure it out they, i agree like they'll figure it out their defense has got some new names um no more honey badger they'll figure things out by the end of the season but it, it's gonna be a little bumpy here in the beginning sure. and that's okay it's okay and i think the colts are like the colts have a historically pretty good defense these last few years so sure. you're not shocked that the chiefs would struggle against them now that 20 to 20 tie against the texans was really surprising <laughs> but and then getting but, you know, put out by the Jags was really surprising on our offensive side, but they gave up like 24 to the Jags, I think. Um, so Texans, I don't know. Man, they're scrappy. We'll get to them, but they're being scrappy. The Just Jags saying. are scrappy for sure. So I, I think, I don't know. I didn't take a ton away from this other than like I was surprised. Right. True. Um, next up on my, on my sheet is the Titans game. So I'd like to talk about that briefly. Let's go uh, ahead. Titans Raiders. The Raiders. Uh, the Titans were totally in control of this game for most of it. And they kind of let the Raiders back in toward the end there, which is a little frustrating. Thankfully, it came down to a missed two-point conversion by the Raiders. Um, you got the sense that they were going to let them into the end zone again. Matt Collins just ate them for lunch. <laughs> I don't know where he came from, dude, but he ate them for lunch. And uh, they couldn't guard him. They kept Devontae mostly in check. Um, Waller dropped several passes. Waller, I don't know what's going on with him. I have not followed his stat lines this year. And if you if you drafted him in the fourth or fifth round or whatever – I think you're disappointed. Um, he dropped a couple that were like open. One, he tried to, to just do something fancy, like one-handed kind of thing when he really should just put two out there. 
and one just hit him in the numbers. He's dropped it. He did get he got hit for like a um, you know, it was like an unsportsmanlike, unnecessary roughness kind of penalty. He got he got hit pretty hard over the middle. And then shortly thereafter, uh, he kind of alligator armed one over the middle. And I was like, that's worth the penalty to me. If you're gonna get yeah. a 15 yard penalty in order to make that guy think twice about catching the ball over the middle, sure. that's what you do it for. So in his three games, he's had a game of six targets, four catches, eight targets, six catches, five targets, three catches. So I mean, it's not terrible, but not terrible. But if you're wasting your fourth, fifth round pick on him, it's not what you want when he's supposed to be the third best tight end. Yeah, probably not what you want. Um, so I thought the Titans, I felt so much better leaving this game thinking that's the Titans team that we expected to see this year. They looked more in sync. They were using their weapons. He used Robert Woods. He was great. Traylon Burks dropped a pass, but otherwise had some good catches as well. Like the tight ends involved. They were dumping it off to Derrick Henry. Dude had six targets. I mean, they, they were dumping off to him. He's wide open. And you're like, yes, get him in space. You know? <laughs> yes. It was just good because they, it was, it was like finally, it was funny. The guys behind me were like season ticket holders. And the first play of the game, they're like, here comes Derek. Go ahead and stack the box, hand it off to Derek. They're like, boom. He's like, here he comes again, <laughs> stack it again, hand it off to Derek. We're just like, oh my God, come on, guys, get creative, you know? But as the game went on, there was a lot more creativity and there was a lot of like first down play action. There yep. was like second down handoffs and like getting him out for screens and stuff. So I was I was really pleased to see that. Um, I have not lost all hope in the Titans. Still not sure this is our year, but they looked a lot better. Okay. Well, there you go. Raiders could be in trouble. Raiders could be in trouble. Raiders are in trouble, man. You can't lose three games in that division. No. no the can't. percentages for like three lost teams, like 0 and 3 teams is like, it's something like 4% have made the playoffs in history or something crazy. Jeez. So, yeah, not right. good. Uh, next one I got up is the Panther Saints. Kind of just a gross game. Nothing too spectacular uh, fantasy-wise. So they did talk about Chris Olave. He did blow up with Thomas and uh, Landry kind of being a little hurt there. So he had nine for 147, which is huge. Uh, yep. Jameis was his typical Jameis self. Had 350 yards, but with a touchdown and two interceptions. Uh, Kamara was quiet again. Didn't really, he, you know, didn't have much coming out of the backfield receiving wise. He had 61 yards on the ground. Uh, McCaffrey was a relatively quiet 100 yards game, 100 yard game. Uh, he's not getting as many catches as we had hoped he would be. Uh, but they made this just adjusting to Baker, and you know, Baker only threw it 25 times, only completed 12 of them. So just to grow, we knew this game was going to be gross anyway. It was probably the reverse of what we thought. We thought the Saints, or at least I thought the Saints was going to win. We're going to win, but. Yeah, just kind of gross. Moving Pretty on. Ugly. And DJ Moore is missing in action entirely. Six they're gonna have targets. To, they're going to have to make a concerted effort. To, he's had six targets in all three games, which is great. But when you only catch one of them this week, like something, something's off, man. Not good. Uh, how about the Texans and the Bears? This was actually a, a really close game into the end here, which I think we did kind of expect. It was 20 to 20 going into the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, big interception by the Bears late, setting up for the field goal to win the game. Yep. But Justin Fields, bro, like they, they will not pass the ball. They just won't do it. Eight for 17 with two interceptions. Woof. <laughs> I mean, if you throw two picks on, you know, 17 passes, I probably wouldn't throw it too much either. But I didn't see the interceptions. I don't know how egregious they were. But, I mean, when Khalil Herbert's running the way he is, I would just keep handing that thing off too. And, I mean, Fields yeah. did have eight rushes for 47 yards. So that was good. He's doing something there. I mean, yeah. I still don't trust this Bears offense other than Khalil Herbert. Like, if you have any any Bear to start on your team, it would be Herbert. So, other than that, I don't think there's any viable option there. As far as the Texans go, Damian Pierce 
finally had a game. Finally, I'll take it. But you know, the receiving room, it's so spread out. And fortunately, too, for for Brandon Cooks, he had seven targets, only two catches. You know, but other than that, the highest receiving guy had three catches. So yeah, you know, David Mills is spreading it out, which is tough if you're a fantasy owner because you want it to go to like the guy. Davis so, Montana Mills. He said what? Joe David, David Montana Mills. Davis Montana Mills. <laughs> Your boy. My boy. So I don't know. I don't know. What do you real quick? Give me 30 seconds on Damian Pierce. Do you think he's worth me putting back in my flex? Uh yeah, I think so. Okay. There's less than 30 seconds. Uh, Brandon seconds. Cooks, Brandon Cooks had a um that was a shadow matchup that there's a, there's an ESPN plus article. Mike Clay writes every week. It's a wide receiver corner whoa, whoa, shadow whoa. shadow you report. Need, you don't need to flex on me that you have ESPN plus. Excuse well, me. I was just going to say they're, they're getting ready to pick up our podcast. So I figured we'd go ahead and start plugging them. Okay. Um, and I think I can, I think I can negotiate a free ESPN plus for you for that, but um, appreciate it. Mike Clay does a good article every week talking about which situations are going to be shadow situations. And if that's positive or negative for the players. And so you kind of, I, I knew and just had no other options that Brandon cooks is going to be shadowed out of the slot, which doesn't happen that often. But um, I knew that would be a difficult matchup for him. So I'm not, I'm not discouraged by two catches out of seven targets. Uh, better Good. days ahead for him. Good. Good, man. How about the Bills Dolphins game? This is the game that everyone was stoked about. I mean, this, and I think it, yeah. it came out to be as close as you hoped it would be. It just wasn't quite the offensive explosion not, we expected. Yeah, not the same way. Although Josh Allen threw it, do you know how many times? 65 or something 63 times 63 times yeah so that's insane. i mean i guess you kind of the way i'm looking at it is you equate that to basketball so if you say oh yeah some some dude got 30 points but he did it on 30 shots it's like that's terrible like that's not good so he threw it 63 times you know he got 400 yards but six that's too many times you know you run the ball only 23 for so for so many offensive plays the score for me doesn't add up I don't get it. <laughs> it is wild. Uh, 42 of 63 for 400 yards and two touchdowns, and they scored 19 points. That's just yeah. – that is that is wild. You know, and then you look at the other side of the ball. The, the Dolphins throw it 20 times total as a team. That's including a couple Teddy Bridgewater throws, and only rush it 17 times. So I'm trying to do the math. If that's How do they 86 get offensive plays for the Bills and – 40 and 37 for the dolphins. Is that right? Is that a thing? It doesn't seem possible. Um, to be fair, you know, Allen's getting less than 10 yards per attempt and less than 10 yards per completion even. Yeah. So these are dink and dunk a lot of that, but uh, it was kind of a weird game. Um, how about the butt punt? <laughs> we should have led with the butt punt. Did you see this play? I saw replays of it. Yes. <laughs> Let's see if we can get a... Oh, it oh, hit the, the personal protector, Sherfield. <laughs> Unbelievable. This is probably the story of the week. The butt well, Mark point. Sanchez is just so happy. He's like, oh my gosh, you guys. Well, I think and part of his like, part of him is kind of like, hey, you're encroaching on my territory here, man. Like, this is my thing. Like, the butt fumble is my, that's my jam. Well, Stay we'll, get away. To the, we'll get to the Niners game too, but Dan Orlovsky is also feeling like he's off the schneid too for uh, what Jimmy G did. But that one's a little different. Jimmy G like just stepped back his heel hit it or was freaking running behind the goalpost still thinking he was in play anyway. it's still in the air it's still in the air <laughs> yeah i i uh it was pretty wild i think the receivers were kind of what we thought they'd be tyreek got shut down mostly uh, which yeah. will happen you know if you really focus on it bill's got the, probably the best secondary in the in the entire league so no shock there 
Jalen finally broke one pretty long one. Um, so he got a decent game. Diggs was was money. Gabe yep. Davis was, I think, I would hope to say clearly injured. You know, he didn't have that great of a game. Isaiah McKenzie <laughs> showed out. And then Devin Singletary was a star. <laughs> I was like, man, I wish that Dawson Knox and Gabe Davis were both injured. I could have had Devin, could have claimed Devin Singletary. Yeah. But in the end, this, I think the other star of the show after the butt fumble was Ken Dorsey in the booth going ballistic. I was going to say. <laughs> the Bills run out of time. He's like, no, no, no. <laughs> they run out of time in the end. And the offensive coordinator, Dorsey. He broke it. I like how that is now an arc. Like he's gonna move on from this. Like, dude, it's fine. I, I would be pumped if my guy did that. I'm like, all whatever. players were like, dude, I want to play for a coach like that. I was. I, I can tell you. I don't know if you know Ken Dorsey at all. I was a he, huge fan of his is, when he was at is Miami. He in your backyard too. I don't, no. I don't know if you know Ken Dorsey at all, but well, he's. He in my he like, I don't even know if people know who he is. Well, I was just gonna say, like, I can't believe that's the Ken Dorsey from those Miami Miami Hurricane days. I was like, yes, wow, I didn't realize he was that guy. I think he was so vanilla there that people forgot he was ever a quarterback, but like he was legit. And that was one of the best national championships I can remember with the I Buckeyes mean, and, and Miami. I know they only, they only won one title, right? But that was such like a dynasty team when he was there and Will, uh, Willis McGay, Ed Reed. Portis. Yeah, Ed Reed. Yeah. That was a nasty, nasty team. Yeah. Jeremy Shockey. They had, oh my right. gosh, they had so many, so many stars on those teams. Talk about a team, though, that it's just dropped off the national landscape. Oof. They lost to MTSU this weekend. Woof. Yeah. They got smoked. They got smoked by MTSU. <laughs> got smoked at home. Anyway, um, anyway, Lions Vikings. Let's hear it. As I just say, it's it's the Lions being the Lions, man. It's just I don't know if they're just playing not to lose because they're getting to that point. It's like, oh my gosh, guys, we're winning. We're playing well. This is we can win this game, but we don't want to lose it. And so they played that way, and they lost it. You know, it's just you start to wonder like, are they cursed? Cause this just always happens to them, but no, because this is a new regime. Like, yes, they got brutalized last season with so many last second field goals, but you got to take that next step. This is honestly, I, I put this completely on the coaching staff because you got to keep your foot on the throttle. You got to play to win, not to lose. Why didn't Campbell go for it on fourth and short decide to go for the kick? I don't know. It's just, you can't, this is a step backwards for them. They were in control of this game. They were looking good. And this is just a big step backwards. And it was just very disappointing. I was shocked. I mean, I I guess I'm not a, a Lions fan like the people around you are. But I was like, oh, they're up 14. You know, they're up 10 going into fourth quarter. Like, they'll, they're going to win this game. Go Lions. You know, great. We yep. picked the Lions, you know. And to give up 14 points in the fourth quarter is bad. So the question I had, obviously, was the play calling on both sides of the ball. Number one, were they taking their foot off the gas on the offense? trying to trying to milk the clock and that doesn't work and number two where they playing prevent defense and just giving up too much yardage and getting them to the point where they're in scoring position yeah and then your defense can't adjust like was it both of those things yes <laughs> yes and yes <laughs> oh, that's brutal man i so really bad. want them to do well man i really like what campbell's doing but that you can't you can't choke away games like that you got to win when you're when you're up can't do that Okay, how about uh, and Amon Ross St. Brown was kind of dinged up too. I know that second half he didn't do much. He got dinged up ankle or something. Played through it, should be fine, but um, doesn't help. And obviously Swift being injured too doesn't help. But again, you can you got enough guys left. You can you can win that game. Yeah. How about the Ravens and Patriots? We talked about the Mac injury. Yep, but I think it's more of 
Lamar Jackson, man. Like, if he's not a your, cow, your leader in the clubhouse for MVP right now, I don't know who is. I mean, he's playing lights out. It's crazy how efficient he is, what he can do on the ground, what he's doing in the air. They, It's weird. They're always this dangerous team, but then they'll have dumb losses like last week to the Dolphins. So, yeah, but I would not want to be playing this game, this team in the playoffs in the first round. Uh, again, we've talked about this before that the fact that Lamar is on a contract year, you know, they did not get the extension done in the preseason. So he's going to get a billion dollars. You are going to be gonna paying a billion dollar contract. So much money. <laughs> um, and it just shows the, the Patriots are not there. They're, they're just, they can't keep up. As we talked about, they're not going to be able to keep up. If they're getting in a hole, especially now with Mac being down, but even when he was in there, they can't, they can't creep back in because they don't have that explosiveness. They don't have that firepower. Uh, I mean, it's a good running game. Obviously, there's a lot of, you know, balance yeah. between Stevenson and Harris. They both got touchdowns. Even Mac got a touchdown scampering 15 yards. Uh, Devontae Parker finally showed out. But, yeah, it's just this is just not an offensive team that can keep up with the elite offenses. And Lamar Jackson is just an elite offense by himself. So, yeah, it's great to have a good a good running game, but it only really helps you if you can get ahead, if you can stay right. ahead. You know, um, it, it's not helpful whenever you're losing. No. Um, this is a lot more points than I expected, but I guess that's the Lamar factor. I mean, he just he went, nuts. he went nuts. Okay, how about the uh, Bengals and Jets? You know, this is finally the Joe Burrow that we were hoping and expecting to see, uh, although it was not the Jamar Chase we were hoping to see, or at least I was hoping to see. He's got a touchdown, but my goodness. Uh, it was just it was nice to see him spread the ball out. You know, you got your boy Tyler Boyd, who I know you've been so down on just the past couple of years, and rightfully so, just because he's obviously the third, fourth option now. But he it just shows – this is the offense that we expected is that they have these weapons. And now the fact that he's spreading it out, that Tyler Boyd is going to be your top guy in this game. That's dangerous. Cause it's like, who are you going to, who are you going to key on? Uh, you, you obviously hope that Mixon's not too banged up, um, but this was a good get right game for the Bengals. They desperately needed it. What better team to do it than the jets who don't have any viable options. Fantasy wise. I mean, Garrett Wilson was all right. Uh, he was targeted 10 times, but it's just their team is so bad. It's, it's tough to be, if you just wonder about his consistency, Flacco is back to being Flacco. <laughs> Flacco he Flacco. threw the ball. Okay, I was hearing this ridiculous stat. He leads the league in pass attempts. Yeah. He's <laughs> yeah. He's thrown it 50 times every game, I think. Oh, God. Yeah, he's just chucking it, man. Um, oh. I thought I didn't watch the game, but just stat lines and replays and stuff, like um, Brees Hall was very involved in the passing game. That was an aspect of his game that you thought – if there was a weakness, not that he wasn't a good pass catcher, but they wouldn't use him in that role as much because they have Michael Carter. He had six or seven catches. Um, I think it's, I know it sucks because we like Michael Carter, but I think it eventually is going to happen. I mean, I think he's well, going to take over. About. It will eventually happen, but it's just, I don't think you can rely on him by any means right now. I think you can flex both of them. Maybe. I think Maybe. you can. Okay. Um, and then there's some news that Zach Wilson may be back next week, week after. Really interested to see what happens with him. I don't know yeah. if he's a downgrade for these receivers as he was last year um, or if he's going to take the next step. Tough to take the next step whenever you've lost some mobility and that's what part of your game. So I'm, I'm nervous about him, but um, cautiously optimistic as well. Yeah, uh, The Eagles look freaking dominant, dude. Eagles take it to the commanders 24-8. Uh, second week in a row, they scored 24 points in the first half and no points in the second half. I, thought <laughs> uh, I don't know what that is. I don't know if that's just – it's not like they didn't have statistically what what you wanted. I mean, they ran the ball right. time. Hurts was on fire. It was um, probably just like 
we don't have to. We're fine. <laughs> We'd rather let our defense get some reps, and their defense looks good. Yeah. They look really good. Uh, Devontae Smith, I think when you're worried about him week one, when it was the A.J. Brown show, this is – it's like I think the same thing with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. T. Higgins is so good that you almost can't just decide to take Jamar Chase away because T. Mm-hmm. Higgins will kill you. Yep. And if you try and take A.J. Brown away, Devontae Smith will kill you. Well, think of it back in Alabama. Great- Two great receivers. I think about it when Devontae was back in Alabama, you know, and I know Jalen Waddle was hurt uh, for the second half of the season, but that's the thing, like, which one are you going to key on? And so, obviously, Devontae Smith had that huge Heisman-winning season, uh, and so he he you know he can do this. Yeah. And so you're, you're exactly right. If you're just like, okay, let's just take A.J. Brown out, nope, you can't do that because Devontae's going to make you pay, and he can, and he did. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I wouldn't be worried about him at all, especially once they're getting everything figured out. As you said, I mean, still new pieces in there. AJ Brown's a big piece to then kind of work around, so it's going to take a little bit of time. And I think they they weren't sure about Jalen Hurts. I mean, we, he was a big question mark. That yes, he had a great season last year, but it's like, is he going to be able to keep it up? Will he take the next step? And uh, yeah, he uh, he, is. <laughs> he I is. He did. I think he did. I think he's fine. I think you're good with yeah. him. Uh, I love Devontae. He's got one of the best nicknames in the NFL, the Slim Reaper. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> He's a skinny dude. All right, let's get to that Jags game, man. The Jags go across the country and crush it in LA. They so said we, we sure heard you can't or not. We weren't sure <laughs> if they were there yet. It's a statement win. I mean, you they, can tell me that the, the Chargers were banged up all you want to. That's a statement win. They they straight up curb stomped the Chargers. The Jags heard that you did not believe they would be able to go across country and win. It's like Boom. Again, I think NFL teams just need to hire us or sponsor us or do something because we are giving so much bulletin board material. It's ridiculous. So, I'm here for it. I mean, maybe we can talk to Bill Belichick. Maybe you might need something. Bill, you suck. Patriots are terrible. You're going to lose the rest of your games. Uh, but Not no, I mean, <laughs> this is, these are flashes of Jaguars that we were hoping to see last season that, okay, the hype all around Trevor Lawrence. He's the best prospect since Andrew Luck, you know, this is the guy. They they got a couple pieces last season. You're going to hope. And obviously, last season was a debacle. Now we're seeing what they can be. And it's exciting. It's one of those teams who are like, oh, my gosh. Do I kind of want to root for the Jaguars? Is this kind of like a fun team to be behind? Uh, because why? they really have no one you would hate. <laughs> They're like, why would you ever not? James Robinson. I don't get it. I'm. I hate that he's defied all science and logic, but he was an undrafted rookie last year. <laughs> like, yeah, tore his mind about that. But anyway, uh, your boy Zay Jones, ten for eighty-five and a touchdown. Christian, Christian Kirk, Kirk, Kirk I mean, right like, up. all he does Marvin is catch Jones. They're they're like you know what I was thinking of uh, in the car the other day. I was like, this is like Moneyball. I mean, this team is like Moneyball. <laughs> like they've way overspent on Christian Kirk. I was gonna say that besides the fact that they gave a lot of money to him. Yeah, but yeah. like he does exactly what they need him to do. And so maybe it was genius. Like it was ridiculous for the, per the market. It's sort of like the guy in your draft in your fantasy draft that takes Amon Ross St. Brown in the fourth round. And you're like, bro, <laughs> you could have waited two rounds. I'm like, no, no, I'm going to get my guy. I'm go up and get him. It pays off. Like th- this is crazy, man. Marvin yeah. Jones, Zay Jones, Christian Kirk. They're like, they fit the system perfectly. Yeah. And Trevor Lawrence, like y- you have to say, Obviously, there's like rookie growing pains and all that. So, like, I didn't expect a ton out of him last year. I didn't expect him to just like take the league by storm. But you also are realizing now, like, there's probably 70% of that was just that coaching debacle. Yeah. Just Urban Meyer just ruined this team last year. He really did. And then on the flip side, 
it's crazy because the Chargers were preseason, you know, potentially Super Bowl contenders and saying one of the best teams defensively. They made huge additions with JC Jackson and Khalil, uh, Khalil Mack. And obviously got Herbert and all the weapons out there. Yikes. What is up with Austin Eckler? I don't know if it's just because they were playing from behind and obviously he's not getting the carries, but they can't. At least he's, he got a lot of looks in the passing game, but they can't get our, their running game figured out. Sony Michelle was your leading rusher. Uh, five carries for 22 yards or something. <laughs> and obviously Herbert's banged up, but. I mean, no Keenan is, Allen. I mean, there's some reasons, but like you don't get beat by 28 because of those things. To you know? the Jags at home. To the Jags at home. Like you, you don't get, I mean, they absolutely smoked in this game. It yeah. wasn't close. No. So yeah, you could lose to the Jags 24 20 or something and be like, hey, if we had Keenan Allen, you know, if we could have gotten the run game going, if Herbert was 100%, fine. But Herbert was still throwing the ball pretty well. It didn't seem to really hinder his throwing motion. Right. And it took some hits and he kept playing. So like, I don't totally buy that. The Eckler thing is really confusing. Four carries for five yards. Yeah. What has what has changed? They I did just lose their left tackle. Their star left tackle is out for the season. And that's that's Herbert's bodyguard over there. You know, yeah, blind no side. That's not going to help. <laughs> it's not going to help any side of this offense. So I don't know, man. I'm, I'm definitely worried about them. Yeah. All right. What about the Packers Bucks? I mean, a gross game, kind of what we expected. Uh, probably yeah. a little more scoring we thought there would be, but I mean, it just showed Tom had no one to throw it to. Russell Gage finally came out though, twelve yeah. catches for eighty yard, eighty-seven yards. Yeah, uh, you know, looking forward, he's probably a, a viable option until uh, Chris Godwin gets back because Mike Evans will be back. But man, it was their receiving room decrepit, kind of gross. I think this was this to your point. I think this is exactly what we expected: a defensive game. These are two good defenses. Yep. with not a lot of firepower on offense, at least right now. If these teams play again in, you know, December, which the Bucks look the Bucks look way different at that point. Yeah, um, and the Packers are hoping they will too that their receivers can actually hold on to the ball. But at least Aaron Rodgers hopes so. Yeah, uh, well, I think to that point, this was kind of the Romeo Dobbs coming out party. I was just gonna say, is he a guy? Well, I guess spoiler alert, um, he will be. So, I, I think, and to kind of end on this game, what about Leonard Fournette? He said the TDs were coming. I know it was just a gross game, slugging it out, but man, 12 for 35, your longest yeah. run was a six. It's not good. It's not good. I, there's no way to sugarcoat that. It's not good. Um, this Bucks team is just not at full strength, okay? When you get Evans back next week, when you get Godwin back in the next week or two, hopefully, you know, if Julio comes back, that's great, fine, but if Gage is healthy, that's just as good for me. Yeah. When they're full strength, when Gronk, Gronk comes out of retirement again, <laughs> this team will be rolling. Don't worry about them. If yeah. you can go get Fournette on the cheap, I would go do it. I don't know if you can. Like, I'm not going to give him up for cheap because I'm I'm hanging on to hope you about know, that. Yeah, you know, I'm the guy. But like, you might find a frustrated manager who's like, who's zero and three or something, and just like I got to switch things up here. Yeah, and I would go after him. It's just you have to look at the circumstances. You know, fair. Tough defense too. I mean, Packers got a good defense. Uh, so moving on to a, a close game that maybe wasn't that close, but the Cardinals Rams, I mean, Cardinals are just, they're a mess. Uh, Kyler's being all right, but just, I mean, it's crazy to me to see this week, how many pass attempts there were just across the league. He threw it 58 times. It is uh, wild this week in particular, so many passing attempts. Right. So, I mean, their running game is just not there. And I mean, Hollywood Brown finally showed up. Our Wake Forest man is still doing his thing, which I would love. Told you. Uh, I mean, I guess they're just waiting and just hoping until DeAndre Hopkins comes back that maybe that'll open things up for them. But 
I don't know. It's just rough watching this team. Uh, and then on the flip side, the Rams are looking lackluster too. I mean, all the preseason, I was talking about Stafford getting him late because it's going to be a perfect, like if he falls to you in the 10th round, money. And again, obviously I was talking about Al Robinson. That hasn't paid out. Uh, I'm just hoping it's just growing pains. Yeah, but- maybe similar to the Kansas City thing where like they just need more time together. But it doesn't look right, man. Something doesn't look right. Something is off. Uh, maybe this is uh, Stafford's elbow. Who knows? But man, I'm I'm starting to get itchy. I am. Yeah, I would I would pivot from Stafford for sure. Um, I, I might be putting in golf, man. <laughs> if I had your team, I would put in golf. I'm thinking about it. I yeah. might just honestly might just come down to matchups as opposed to just the automatic yeah. Stafford start. So yep, I think that's 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 smart because I think they're in the same boat for me. Like they're no, they're no different right now, and I have both of them in a different league. And depending on the matchup, I'll be playing. I'll be playing golf. Yeah, let's move on from this game. It's just getting yeah. gross. Greg Dorch, uh, Falcon Seahawks, close game. Uh, didn't have as many actually, but Geno Smith threw it 44 times. <laughs> just weird. It's wild, uh, man. It's wild. Yeah. Cordero Patterson, man. I don't know what else does he can do to show how legit he is. 17 for 141. I he's, mean, he's he's, at this point, he is just a running back. So that's the difference this year from last year. It's like he, he had kind of a hybrid role last year and it's like six carries a game. Now it's like, nope, he's our starting running back. He is our guy. And he's bigger than most everybody on the field. And he's just going to be a thumper. I mean, yeah. He's, yeah, he's good. Now they have, I think, three tough matchups coming up running running wise. I think he's gonna may have a little cold streak here, um, but dude, he's he's balling out. Kyle Pitts finally got involved. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Arthur Smith. Uh, we're not gonna make a concerted effort to get more focus on Kyle Pitts. Like three, the first three yeah, passes. Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts. Kyle, Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, look what happens when you give him the ball. Drake London, another touchdown. Just watch Drake out, London, man. He's balling out. He's. Yeah. I think he's a consistent flex option for you this year. Yeah, and, and he will be for that. me. Yeah. Uh, Moving on to the Niners Broncos, dude. Again, something wrong with Denver. There is something wrong. They shouldn't have won this game. Uh, again, we briefly alluded to it. Jimmy G steps out of the back of the end zone. Dan Orlovsky celebrates, but again, it was not as bad as Orlovsky. So we're not going to let you off the hook that bad. Um, man, what is? I don't. Happening? I just don't. I mean, I give the 49ers have a good defense. So you could say that if this were isolated, I would be like, oh, it's the 49ers, a good defense. But like, this is a trend. This is not one game. No, they, they just is, don't look good. I don't know. This is not what the Broncos paid for when getting Russell. I mean, it could obviously it's some of it has to do a lot with coaching as well. But the only bright spot was Cortland Sutton. The fact that he hit eight for 97. Otherwise, there was nothing viable on this team. Nothing. Yeah. Melvin Gordon actually had a good game. I think he got 15, 16 points. Yeah, um, because he had 26 yards on the ground for a touchdown and then caught five balls. So that was Yeah. Great. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. But like you're probably not going to start him. I mean, like you could flex him, which we dra- you could draft him and flex him. But like I have him and Javante in a league. But I've got better. I've got like Saquon and Fournette and people. Like I'm not going to put Melvin Gordon in there. But Gordon outscored Javante, and I'm like, yo, just like <laughs> give this man the ball. Yeah. But I, I'm I'm just really curious about Russell. Like I don't I don't get it. It's not like there should not be a drop off production wise in his talent year over year. So it's clearly a system fit. It's clearly not clicking yet. Right. And so part of me is like, hey, just give him time. You know, like this will be second half of the year. He'll be crushing it. But I'm like, golly, they just look like garbage. They They do not have it together right now. And they've got all the playmakers you need. Right. I'm I'm very nervous about that. Yes. Uh, Yeah. Nervous. 
They're moving into Monday night, the Monday night miracle for the Cowboys coming storming back. Cooper Rush, the chip himself. Uh, and how many targets did CeeDee Lamb get, my friend? CeeDee balling out. He had eight catches, all I know. He probably had 12, 12 targets. Yeah. 12. Yeah. So, you, hey, what's funny is you, you like, you totally call this. You're like, watch when, when a backup comes in, sometimes they just like, they know who their best player is and they just go to him the whole game. And they absolutely are doing that. I don't know what Dak was getting cute with, but Cooper Rush is like, I know how to, I know how to do this. <laughs> I know how to find him. Just, I don't care if I'm locked in. I'm just going to him every time. Yeah. And I just like a football player. I picked the wrong team to win, but I picked the correct score. You did pick the correct score. I was laughing about that. And then I was thinking, <laughs> This almost turned out to be the 20 to 20 tie that I had predicted as well. Yes. <laughs> it was 13 13 going into the fourth. And I was like, it's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen. And then Dallas scored. And I was like, it's 20 to 13. Oh my gosh. Come on. Come on, Giants. Get in the end zone. Uh, <laughs> they took a field goal to ruin my prediction, but you did. You didn't nail it. 39 points. Right. Saquon had a solid game, which was good to see. Kind of a bounce back from week two. I know a lot of it was on that one 36 yard touchdown run, but still, I mean, it shows he can do that. Still had four catches, 45 yards out of the backfield. Very good to see that out of him. Yeah, um, he looked really good. A huge week one, disappointing week two, came back and did it week three, which is good to see. You hope that yeah. this is the trend now that he's here. Um, yeah. Again, but there's no receiving option on the Giants. You don't want anybody in that receiver core. Kenny Galladay, I saw some crazy stat or just fact. It's not even a stat. Uh, he is making more money than per Hurts, Dallas Goddard, Miles Sanders and Devontae Smith combined. Oh my gosh, that's so <laughs> gross. I wonder how much money he's making per reception. Oh, it's got to be a bajillion dollars. It's got to be a million dollars. Oh yeah. Because he's dropping everything. So I hit a he had a bad drop last night. It was bad. Yeah. I mean, like fans booing him, like this is I don't yeah. know what I don't know what his deal is. I don't even want to talk about him. Sterling okay. Shepard left on the cart though, and that's not good. And I haven't, I haven't read the update this morning. It, it was a non-contact injury. That's never good. It looked like he, I mean, he's grabbing like a shin. It looked like almost like a shin just snapped. And you're like, what happened to you? Um, but they're, they're assuming it's a knee. So maybe it's like bottom of his knee or something. But like, it didn't look good. He was just, I mean, it wasn't even like a cut. He was kind of like jogging, like or doing a route or whatever. And, and just like that. I'm just like, oh. <laughs> I would expect that out of your eye, but not out of a top athlete <laughs> like a sniper yeah so i don't i don't know i don't know where you go from there richie james i guess five targets again i'll tell you the um rookie tight end daniel bellinger looked pretty good made a couple of nice plays he hurdled a guy one time it was actually pretty impressive um they got no one else to throw to man he he might be worth looking at I, i'm not saying pick him up right now necessarily but four for 40 and five targets they don't have a lot of places to go with the ball Ugh. Woof. yeah anyway. noah brown had seven targets he looked good again yeah all right, Cowboys win. Cooper Rush, pick him up. See you Cooper Rush. Controversy. Watch out. Whew. All right, that was all the games this past week. A lot of recaps, a lot of kind of going over all the fantasy implications. Now we're going to go talk quickly about some waiver pickups and who to target after, you know, three weeks, kind of seeing the, the trends and whatnot and some hot names. So what we got for quarterback? Ugh. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Wasteland, dude. Honestly, like, I kind of wish Dak was out for the full six to eight weeks because I would take a flyer on Cooper Rush and just be like, you know what, for a fill-in for a couple weeks, the dude's slinging it, man. He actually, he's, he's kind of slinging it. He slinged um, it in college, dude. He threw a lot of TDs, a lot of yards, so he can yeah, pass. And the I'm, fact, I'm and again, I just love the fact that he's force-feeding his guy. Yeah, it's working. How about that? 
Um, I, I would take a shot on him, but he's Dak's like they got his. They're talking about getting his stitches out before the game, and like he's gonna be back so quick. It's gonna be stupid. Stupid. Anyway, um, but yeah, otherwise, otherwise, I don't know, man. Jared Goff. Not a lot of not a lot of options out there. Running back wise, though, Khalil Herbert. That's your guy. If he's there, you take him. You use any any waiver priority you can get him. <laughs> yeah, and if you got. If you got Mixon, go for P. Ryan. If you got Cook, if there's any chance Madison's out there, I'd go for him just yep. to have him as insurance, if nothing else. But those guys will be valuable throughout the season. Um, sure. I think the bigger bigger story is the wide receivers this week because we talked about Romeo Dobbs and like there's some talk that he is the he's going to be the guy, the number one guy. You know, Lazard scored as well, so that was good to see. Uh, Christian Christian Watson's not sure. really connecting yet, and you know how Rogers gets if you don't catch his passes, he's like. You're dead to me. You're in the doghouse forever. <laughs> yeah, he'll take you off the field. So um, I think Dobbs looked like the number one guy and showed that he can be that guy. Yeah. Uh, I'm a little nervous about can that happen all, all season, but uh, worth a flyer. Matt Collins, like I talked about, this two games in a row, he's balled out. It's hard for me to think that they're going to feed him as much as they did yesterday or on Sunday, uh, right. knowing they've got Devontae. They've got to keep Devontae going. Like he's kind of fallen off the last couple weeks. They got to get him going again. Though. Waller. Renfro was out this week, so does does Hollins take a back seat to those guys? I don't know. Right. Um, Zay Jones again. If you need depth, like if you need somebody, Zay Jones is getting targets, getting touchdowns. Like solid is going to be like a Brandon Cooks type. You know, it's not going to be the sexiest play, but he'll get it done for you, especially if you're in like a twelve or fourteen team league. Um, he's worth a look. And then, no joke, Greg Dortch, man. I mean, I don't know if Rondell Moore is going to get this exact rollback if he's healthy, and I don't know when he's going to get healthy either his injury got worse, you know, after week one or something like Dorch is getting it done. Yeah. And he's like catching it. everything that's Dorch. thrown to him and he's getting, you know, eight for 70 or seven for 63 or whatever, like every game, like go for it. Greg Dorch, GD, getting it done. GD. Getting it done. Trademark. Dorch, Dorch the torch, getting it done. Dorch. Yeah. He's a baller. And then tight end, uh, Tyler Conklin's got seven targets in each game, seven plus. And Flacco's throwing it 55 times every game. So <laughs> I don't know. Like, again, with tight ends, like, it's hard to know who to trust week to week, yeah. but seven plus targets in every game, pretty trustworthy for a tight end. Not too bad. Not too bad. Not too bad. How about a do it update? Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. All right. Let's do this do it update. All right. Once again, our three guys. So, as you said, Trevor balled out this week. He got 32 points for you, giving him a total of 71 for the season. Let's go. Just solid. You know, it was his lowest game of the season, but, you know, he's fine. 16.8. Giving him a total of, what's this? 71.6. Look at that match. What a do-it bet. What a do-it bet. Love it. All right, moving on to running backs. AJ is just kind of going the wrong way. Yep. Going down. His usage and production has been going down. So, he only got 5.8 points this week. Whereas Josh Jacobs, he's slowly going up. He got fourteen point seven. So shoot, that total is in one point two, one and a half points separating those two. Thirty three point six for AJ, thirty two point one for Josh Jacobs. So hey, nice. QBs and running backs, great matchup so far. Nice. Uh, T Higgins, on the other hand, had a good solid game for the Bengals. Got him fourteen points. Allen Robinson, you're dead to me. You got four points. You literally have two more weeks to do something. Otherwise, I don't know. You're going to fold on the bet that early? No, I'm not going to fold on the bet. I I concede. The only reason I folded last season is because Chris Carson didn't have a neck, so that's fine. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so that is a 17-point difference. So a lot of season left, but 
Oh, Not yeah. looking good so far. Oh, this is anybody's game. This is and these are great. These are very competitive. Yeah. Just as we thought, just as we hoped. So yep. they're living up to it. Okay, All good. Right. How about our weekly do it bet? Yeah, let's talk about that. So obviously we had the uh the draft where we got to select Chiefs or excuse me, Chiefs, Bills and Dolphins players. Kemper got the first pick. So we had the first and fourth, and I had two, three. So Kemper got um Who'd you get? Stefan Diggs. And then I went and took Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. And then Kimber got his one of potentially four players and Gabe Davis, Dawson Knox, Devin Singletary. Or who was the other one? Was there one more? There was not one more, but I would have taken Isaiah McKenzie in a heartbeat. There it is. <laughs> so anyway, he had Gabe Davis and Diggs, and I had Will and Hoddle. Hoddle and Waddle and Hill. <laughs> and Hoddle. <laughs> so the totals, we won't say who won yet, but the totals was 21.4. To twenty one point one, so insane, insanely close. Any closer, yeah. And it literally came down to these were all wide receivers, by the way. It came down to a nine yard rush. That was by one, Jalen Waddle. Dolphins get the win. <laughs> Unreal. And I will also say, depending on your scoring, we have we give a one point bonus for going over a hundred yards, and Waddle went to one hundred and four. Yep. One point bonus. You win by point three. So those two things will cost me. Kudos to you. Thank well you. done. You picked the right two players. Uh, I love how close it was, though. That was that was pretty baller. Pretty baller. Pretty pretty fun to see. Again, that's what exactly what you want to see. You want to see him close. You want to see him going into the wire. As we like to say in the pool, boys, is that EKG alert? Like, what's going to happen? So it was good. I wonder if there was a catch in like the last drive by one of these guys that <laughs> probably stat correction or something. Maybe there is. We'll see. Hey, I got something for you. No. Go ahead, right. give me the intro. It's some on campus. On campus. On campus. You were in the hot seat today, and <laughs> I am ready to exact some revenge on you. I got to tell you, I was this close to finding the Toronto Argonauts roster <laughs> and just really boning you. Um, well, I couldn't. I couldn't remember if was Doug Flutie on the Argonauts or was he on the Montreal Alouettes? I think he was an Argonaut. I think was he an Argonaut. Okay. That's honestly the only reason why I know the Argonauts. I was like, oh, Doug Flutie, I'm going to follow them. So I'm not doing a how it started, how it's going, because that's where we talk about retired players. <laughs> or Blanda. <laughs> I'm going to give you uh, one team here and see if you can nail it, though. Okay. I, I know you can. I'm hopeful that you won't, because I hate you right now. That's fair. You're a real jerk. You're a real jerk to me. Was, okay. I gave you a good team. You got the team. But yes, the Rocket trivia was rough. It was more of like... I should I should have clarified that wasn't really trivia. It was more of like see how close you can get. Um, so it wasn't the best of trivia. I'll give you that. It wasn't the best. It was more of I wonder. That's a good question. It's like, more embarrassing it? that I haven't seen the movie in so long and knew some of the answers or didn't know some of the answers that were probably pretty obvious. Like how many rounds did the fight go or something? That was the like, only obvious-ish one. That's the one I definitely should have known. Anyway, right. anyway, okay. Anyway, let's get started here. In no particular order. Yes, sir. I got two running backs and three receivers for you. Oh, three. I'll take three. And it's tight end if you want it. Okay. Wide receiver. Quarterback. I want the quarterback first. Okay. Wide receiver, Clemson. Running back, Alabama. Running back, Mississippi. Wide receiver, North Carolina. Wide receiver, Fresno. Said running backs were Alabama and Mississippi. I 
I gotta say Raiders just because of Fresno. It is the Raiders because okay. of Fresno. <laughs> yeah, uh, obviously Josh Jacobs was Alabama. Fresno was obviously Devonte Adams. Um, I didn't want to give you Devonte Adams. That's really cheating to not not give you like their most well known player. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, okay. Wait, who is Mississippi? Brandon Bolden. Oh, Bolden. See the former Patriot. Great. I didn't. Even, I, I know. Forgot he was, forgot he was on the Raiders. He's legit their number two running back. I'm not kidding. Like he came in when Jacobs needed a rest in that game. The only other guy to get a carry. Like it's not Zamir right. White, unfortunately. And obviously they got rid of Drake. So wow, I didn't realize Bolden was there. All right, good for yeah. him. <laughs> good for Hunter him. Renfro at Clemson. Matt Collins, UNC. I actually didn't remember that. Yeah, I I thought Renfro was uh, Clemson. I was like, at first, as soon as he started off with Clemson, I was like, Sammy Watkins. He's going Green Bay. <laughs> He's going, but then it would you be went too Sammy obvious. Watkins instead of like DeAndre Hopkins, T. Higgins, because, like, Mike Williams. The fact that you led off with Clemson, I'm like, he's not going to go with like the top Clemson well, guy. I could like, have because I could say again, I'd say running back Alabama, wide receiver Clemson or LSU, and I feel like that's still not going to help you at all. True. True. Okay. As again, I, I like hearing the second like running back, the second wide receiver is like yeah, really, it's interesting. Did you know where Darren Waller went to college? No. Wait. No. <laughs> no. No. Still no. Wait. No. Still no. Georgia where do you Tech. go? Ramblin' Wreck at Georgia Tech. Oh, wow. Dad would never have guessed that, especially if they just had their AD and their coach fired. So good for them. They did. Ooh. They suck. Damn. Wow. Okay. So that was a... That was a good on campus. I liked it. A Raiders team. Not it's like one of those teams you just don't necessarily even think of, especially because they're doing so crappy right now. But uh, it was a good one. Uh, yeah. So dang, went through all the recaps of Week Three. A lot of action. A lot of crazy upsets. A lot of passing attempts. Bizarre. Uh, so dang, we got a lot to look forward to coming up next episode on Thursday. We'll preview all the games coming up. We'll give you let you know how our weekly pick them, our picks can pick them. Do it. We got a little shake up in the standings. Pretty fun to see. And uh, yeah, man. So until next time. Keep on folding. Fold it.